Ass gets respect. Future gets pursued. Lag it. from Hollywood, this is Come Hail Away, the Redskins Away Game Podcast. The podcast for all of us living outside the DMV that believes every time Jameson Crowder scores a touchdown, you take a shot of Jameson, then you take a shot of Clam Chowder. I'm Matt. I'm Lonnie. (laughs) I'm Mika. And on today's episode, we will be talking about how the Cars contract affects Kirk Cousins, Doug Williams getting promoted, the Redskins name change... Kirk Cousins, is he going to be MVP this season? And who's Gruden in love with? This week in the Warpath, we're going to talk about the Kirk Cousins contract in light of Carr getting signed a big fat deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Mika? I think it's. Uh, I think this is a good sign for us. I think uh, it, this cousin contract. I'm sorry, the car contract, uh, basically, is kind of exactly what we're looking at. Um, he might get more guaranteed money, I think, um, because he's... Uh, cousins. Oh, okay. Uh, cousins, because he's in line for it, basically, because of the con- franchise situation, and could he get transition tag next year? Um, what is that? Uh, yeah, so, um, so I think this actually lines it up to where... This is the numbers we're looking at. Probably about 25, maybe a little under 24 million a year, right? Um I know that in, in the talks for the car contract, some of that um, had to do with the fact that they're moving to Vegas and uh, there's no luxury tax over there. So, you know, that's going to be part of the negotiation, I'm sure. But um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I, I see it as a benefit for us as well because it's it's the numbers are similar. The style of play is a little bit similar. You know, we were talking before. Carr has a little more in the fourth quarter comebacks right now. Third down efficiency is pretty high. He basically is moving that team. That team went as Carr went last year, and they could see that clearly when he went to the playoffs, and they're like, we have nobody who can throw the ball at all, and the Raiders just shit the bed. So I am totally – I see the value, and they saw it in him. And as we were saying, they drafted Carr to be the guy. He showed up as the guy, and they're paying him as the guy they wanted. With Cousins, we have a little more of – we didn't draft him to be the guy. We drafted him to be a backup. Our our guy, kind of RG3, you know, played well, then didn't. Then Cousins got moved up. Cousins had moments of being great, moments of being shitty, moments of getting like just garbage time yardage. So the question is still out on him a little bit, even though it isn't for a lot of us. So the contract and everything is going to be a little bit different. And we're looking at a different approach to it. And ours is more about, do we trust this guy? Whereas Carr was everything they want, thought he'd be, and even more. So it's an easy decision for them to make. And they made it right away without any... They, they probably looked at us and saw, like, look, they waited on, on Cousins, and now they're in a shitstorm two yeah, years later. We're, we should have, you know, the contract that Cousins should have had should have happened two years ago. But Nin- $19 million. Why would we have trusted him? Because, again, he had shit games. We don't know. You can give this might some guy. Who's to say how he would have produced after that? I think he would have continued to get better, but we don't know. So I think this is a good example of what you should do with quarterback. I have one thing to say about this. That's what I'm talking about. 
pay <laughs> Kirk Cousins his money. <laughs> pay him his money. To find that, but I don't. I'm and I, thank I like you, it. thank you, Chief Margallo, who. We planned that on the side when you guys weren't looking. Oh, I, I knew you were doing something because you were you're uh, not good at hiding anything ever. Oh, no. I'm horrible at poker. I was just I'm waiting horrible, to see horrible. what it would be that you would do. But and it I was knew awesome. It would be and it was awesome. For, for you listening at home, awesome. you missed the charades that went happening. Yeah. Like as we're talking, sign language yeah. done amazingly. Cards <laughs> written, eye right. contact. I think one of them touched her nose, and the other one pulled an ear. Right. So, like yeah. I told, also, I told him to steal third base. It was a thing. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless. Here's the thing. I guess my question to you guys is this: Is so if Carr's getting twenty five million a year, basically, right? Yeah. Is is he gonna is Cousins going for twenty five more, less, under, over? Let's talk about it. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Exactly the wheelhouse we're looking at, and and I think there's enough on both sides of the argument that that's pretty much right down the middle, right? So like you, Carr's younger. Cars, as as Lonnie put it, um, you know he's had fourth quarter comebacks on his resume that Kirk doesn't. Nobody remembers Tampa Bay. That's like you the like one that? day. <laughs> it was an epic game. No, it's amazing, and it was a great game for. It Kirk looks Cousins. better too, knowing that Tampa Bay's also not not slouches right now either. Yeah, so. right. Well, and to that point though, that was the one game where you actually had the opportunity from Kirk Cousins to come back into a game where he was down and had to bring us back, but really. It didn't matter at that point. It was like, you're either losing your job at, at the end of this fourth quarter, or you're not. Oh, that was his. That was the game. That was the game. That was the, you're the guy, I am the guy. Yeah. And that first half, yeah. it was like, pretty much you're done. And it was like, he came back, and it was, you knew then, it was either he's going to put it all behind him and, and know I got nothing else to play for, or he's going to mess up even worse, and then we know what we got. You know, and and so he came back, and that was kind of like I remember that it was like, oh, now we know nothing after that game because we, you know you're like back. Oh, to I definitely I remember being in doctors that first half, and I was like, you fucking kidding me? That's what you gotta do. You wanna be made this kind of money? I was like, that's the, how I was yelling, and then I remember being humbled, and then being like, okay, all right, who we bring back? All right, what else you got? Okay. And then towards the end of it, I'm like, yo, this is this, if this guy can do this on a consistent basis, perhaps we have a quarterback here if he can do it on a consistent basis. And to that point, Derek Carr hasn't had a single one of those games, really. Like, like not where you gone, like, well, who is this guy? Why do we even – I mean, uh, he's had some bad games. I mean, they win games because of Derek Carr. Yeah. Right. Exactly. They're not Rams all, games winning by like 9-2 to two because I'm, I'm of no, safety. I'm no Oakland fan, but Carr's the man. He's pretty awesome. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Now, also, hold on a second. Also, that is my cue to say this is not safe for work. This is an explicit <laughs> fo- podcast. Oh, fuck. Do we fucking forget about so, this shit? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm Damn supposed it. to say it every week, you and I don't. And so, I fucking forget shit, the motherfucker, shit, yeah. shit, shit, motherfucker. Cock. Yes. Ass. Ass shit cock. Here's an interesting thing, and, and you guys missed this when I came in the room earlier. <laughs> Chief Margallo has a controversial view that Cousins won't be signed. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. it's it's... Words. It's, it's like why? Why wouldn't he just wait till next year? For, for him, for I'm him. right there with you. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't he just, he just wait? wait till next year? To either get more money on a franchise check or get some more money for next year. He's guaranteed what? At least twenty eight million, right? Because he'll get transition tag, right? Or he could get the franchise tag. I think, I think it's more than that, right? Maybe. But for twenty eight million, I want to say thirty one, maybe even more. But at twenty eight million, other teams can offer. And the Redskins can still match it, but it's at least twenty eight million. That so comes, that'd be the that'd be the other side of it. That yeah. that, that, that was maybe unless I wasn't of course that maybe he's I saying that's going to happen. That like I want to not deal with any of that, and perhaps I want to just be able to be on the team and not have me be an issue. 
if he wants to still be an issue, because as humble as Kirk Cousins is, what he, is he's an issue right now. What has this team done for him? I, I get, I that, get it. That, once again, I'm looking at it from the side of Kirk. I'm looking well, at the side from his this year, agent who's barking in his ear. That's that's what's happening on their side, right? It has to be. Well, this has been a full recruitment job all offseason, um, 100%, just trying to recruit re-recruit Kirk Cousins, if you will. Um, but also, I mean, we drafted your punk ass. That's what we did. <laughs> right. Well, Fourth. And then he's got an argument there. It just hasn't looked like we wanted him there for, for a good half the time. And then finally it's like, no, we really do. And he, he's got the cards in his hand, so it's like, well, of course you do. Yeah, but he falls into the same thing that any guy who is a backup quarterback that was drafted as a backup right. quarterback falls into. You have to prove it. I'm sorry that you yes. had to prove it in the NFL. Oh, gosh, how sad this may be for you to have to work it. hard in the NFL to get what you got and then have to earn respect for it. You're literally describing every person in the NFL. I, I exactly. kind of see where he feels slighted, kind of. I, I I can never take that. I can never relate. You know, I've been in, in locker rooms. I've never been in a collegiate or an NFL locker room. So uh, Mika, we don't want to talk about what you do in it, locker yeah, rooms. It's, it's quite different. So and I'm sure. Exactly. I'm, but um, little towel snapping in the locker room. Just I've been kicked out of locker rooms. Boom, you go to be a certain gender or age to be in some <laughs> locker rooms. I don't think that's right. Oh, my attitude is never going to relate. You know, we have had these conversations before because my attitude is just I'm here to play football. Put me, point me in a direction, and I'll run through, run through the wall for the coaches. Not everybody's like that. Kirk Cousins obviously comes into the situation thinking I've been slighted by being selected in the third round. They got me after they got this guy who is everyone talking about is going to be the savior of the franchise. Uh, correction I, I, from Chief Marlowe, that would be the fourth round. Yeah, it was fourth the fourth round. round. Fourth round. Same round that Russell Wilson was in. Yes. Uh, yeah. Two selections later, as a matter of fact. Can, I, I, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'll actually push back and disagree. I don't think he was... Uh, slighted by being selected in the fourth round. I don't think he was slighted by sitting behind RG3. I literally think where you pissed off Kirk Cousins was it's not the first year he was a starter. It was last year. After the end of last year, he broke the fran- he broke the franchise record for the most number of yards ever passed by a quarterback for the Washington Redskins, and then they didn't sign him on a long-term contract. Right. That's where you pissed him off. Well, it's the big picture. It's everything. It's all of that together makes the picture that Cousins is painting and I don't agree with it. I'm just saying and I don't relate to it at all. That's obviously where his side's coming from. Now my question is is where is where, what's his philosophy? Does he want money or does he want to win? Now in the picture that he's painted, does he paint himself Sometimes throwing interceptions to the other team and having Atlanta run for a touchdown. I'm fairly certain. Does he, he paint doesn't. him missing players? <laughs> that was Ryan Grant's Does he fault? paint him having issues where you see him on the sideline looking like his confidence is lacking mm-hmm. and understand it like he as he had to get better? Like if Kirk Cousins played every game the way he played that Tampa Bay game, the end of it, then there wouldn't be issues. But he's shown things where you see frustrations from you saw frustrations from Deshaun or Garcon I'm like, yo, you had me here. You saw me. And they're like, what's going on? And they're like, and then you see, why are they frustrated? Because he's missing them. Because he's missing open looks, which he missed open looks last year. The one play Josh Dotson had should have been a touchdown. He underthrew him. So he's doing things, too, that still raise questions. If he wasn't, then there would be no Mm -hmm. question. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I will tell one funny story about you just talked about the Atlanta game. Um, I was actually in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, when that game was going on. It was horrible. Trying to get internet signal. I was listening to it on the radio on my phone, trying to get an internet signal good enough to hear that game. It was a nightmare. 
You gave me flashbacks. I'm sorry. I just had to bring I that up. I absolutely hate when you can't like have like where, where you're somewhere where you don't have direct access to watch or hear your game, and you get bits and pieces of it, and you get late updates. You're like, yeah, yeah, and then you realize that that's five minutes ago, and you've lost the game. <laughs> I, ah, I, I, I blame my wife, and it's grounds for divorce. That I, wife, I, you yeah, I, that I missed the Redskins game. We also got married on the Sunday when um, Arizona, we played Arizona, <laughs> and now it's traumatic for me every time we play the Cardinals because it reminds me of my wedding where me and my brother are literally sitting in the hotel room watching the game, kind of getting ready for the wedding, but kind of not. Hmm. Just drinking beer, watching the game, and Don't we're just let like... Heather listen to this Oh, episode. no, she knows. She knows. Oh, the... the she she was getting dressed and her, she was getting her makeup done and all that She's, shit and like things, watching the Arizona Cardinals beat the shit out of the Redskins. Speaking of things I don't relate to, it's uh this is contract language stuff for me. Like you know pre pre nub, you know we don't pre nub. That's don't, a different. A pre nub is when you have like a it's like a sub chub. It's like a, a semi. <laughs> just the tip, just for just a minute, just to see how it feels. It's pre nub. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm a prenup show. I'm sorry. Prenuptial agreement. Can I just add one last thing to the the Cousins car conversation? Absolutely. Car ended his season with a broken leg, leg, right? Fibula, yeah. That's exactly where I was going. Kirk Cousins, incredibly durable. Never been injured. Considering, knock on wood, by the way. Considering. Way to jinx us. The. The previous quarterback, the only thing that guy could do was get injured, right? Uh, right. So that's that's, that's, another, that's just another thing to but think RG, about. But RG three is made of paper and shit. We all know that, right? right? But, but they just gave Carr a bunch of money, and that dude, in, we don't know what he's going to be when he comes back. Is he even going to be right. available when he gets back? We've seen like, quarterbacks, you know? Carson Palmer, everything's Brady to an extent, who come off of injuries, and they're like a and, little. And slow that's the other side for Cousins too. Is like. You know, maybe you are durable, but what if you get injured during a franchise year? I don't think the Lord would let him get injured, though. (laughs) But that that injury thing is always, that's always the one, like, kind of, like, undeterminable thing that could happen and affect this contract thing either way. What if he gets, what you know, knock on wood, what if something happens even during training camp? First of all, hold on a second. I'm going to broke his leg during a preseason game. I'm going to bring up a topic here. It's not the matter that Cousins is durable. It's a matter of our line, offensive line, can't Keeps block for running, but pass blocking, they're amazing. Well, The offensive line is killer when it comes to pass blocking. That's the reason why Cousins... Also, Cousins is an idiot like RG3 who's running yeah, around. He doesn't get hurt when he's I'm, running. I'm going to call a timeout. I'm going to call a timeout. All right. So, uh, great point, but I want to touch one more interjection on that, is that um, while the offensive line does look great when it comes to passing. Actually, PFF had us as, uh, Kirk Cousins was like the third highest QB pressures, uh, but the best QB rating against all those QB pressures. So um, he he's really good at, I've said this over and over again, um, he hits that three-step drop or that, that five-step drop and the ball is out of his hands. Right. So, so even though you it's might a quick get passing that, system. Yeah, it's a quick passing system, but he can operate it. There's a lot to be like, you know, the Ka- Colin Kaepernick situation to touch on that just a little bit. You know, he's not a quarterback that gets to the top of his drop and gets rid of the football. And so when you're looking for a backup quarterback, you ever want someone who can operate an offense, you know, right away, or you want someone who's going to be potentially a starter on your team. So, you know, with that whole thing, I think the contract. I think they want someone who doesn't like. You know, protest the national anthem too, but um, there's part of that. I think there's maybe three teams. Don't get controversial, like, Lonnie. He <laughs> said Kaepernick. No, he said the words, and yeah, to me, not it's, it's there. Part. You know, it's we like, can't we can't talk about his name without bringing that up to some extent. I agree with that, but you know, and there and that that conversation's there as well. And I don't disagree with that sentiment, but I don't think it's all 32 NFL teams that think that way. 
On uh, a note on uh, shit happening to black people, uh, Doug Williams. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Perfect uh, Wow. <laughs> Uh, the, so Doug Williams uh, oh just promoted to vice president of player personnel. Senior, player person, senior vice president. Senior vice, vice, pres- senior vice president of player personnel for Bruce Allen does whatever he says. Yes. <laughs> right. Wow. Is, is he just a mouthpiece? Do you think, or is, is he actually good at what he I'm does? I'm very. I'm. I'm. I'm always nervous about when they put black people in positions where I'm like, I. <laughs> Feel like either, either though, whether or not they're confident or whatever. Sometimes people don't always believe in them, even that they know they they know they have to give Doug Williams a job. And is he is can he do the job? Yeah. Do they think he can do the job? Probably. Yeah. Are they gonna give him full reign to do whatever he wants? No. no. Definitely not. <laughs> and so I'm proud and happy for him. And I don't know that this is quite what. I would have liked it to be. We're like, no, you're in charge of this. What do you want to do? So I've said this behind closed doors. I want to give my, I try to give a quick synopsis on my little theory here. Um, Cause everyone's got a theory on the Dan Snyder thing. Um, and the oh, Bruce Allen and the, and the Scott McLuhan. My, my real quick theory is that, um, uh, Scott McLuhan was brought in as a 10th man of negotiations, right? So you, you, those who don't know or are familiar with that, it's a, a thing they did in Israel where they bring in a 10th man in negotiations. If nine people in the room all agree, the 10th person, his only job is to disagree with everyone in order to present those options and, and that part of the argument, right? So I think that they didn't necessarily tell him that was the case, but they brought him in and said, oh, no, you're getting full reign. And then he presented his arguments in each room, and Bruce Allen and, and, and Jay Gruden each decided about eight times out of ten, okay, we heard your opinion, but we're going somewhere else. And they, that's what they did. And over, eventually over two years, three years, two and a half years really, they said, okay, we know we're doing okay. We're making good decisions even when we oppose your decision. Um, and there's been some articles stating some of those specific cases that Scott went one way and they went the other where they were actually proven right. So whether or not you think that Bruce Allen... Whoa, 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 hold on a second, Mika. You think they intentionally brought Scott in to disagree with them? I, I think they brought him in because they, they used his uh, consulting firm. Right. right. So I think they liked his opinion. But I think they were... I think what it is is the organization was in such bad footing, right? And and as far as fan confidence, especially, right? And and fans were like, "You get a real GM, or we're leaving," <laughs> basically at that point. So they brought in Bruce Allen, and Bruce Allen was there for a year, and people were like, "We have no confidence in Bruce Allen." So Bruce mm-hmm. Allen kind of was like, "Well, let's sign a GM, quote unquote." I'm, put, I'm doing the air quote thing for or air quotes for people not paying attention, but. Um, or who can't see can't us because it's a podcast. <laughs> They're paying attention. They just can't see hey, us. It's hey, a podcast. Tell me what color shirt I'm wearing. Oh, <laughs> you guys can't see me? You're oh. not paying attention. Obviously, they're not paying attention because they don't attention. know what. <laughs> He's not even wearing a shirt. I'm not even wearing so, it. He's wearing a tank top. It's a tank top. <laughs> Summer tank tops. Summer tank tops. Oh, man. Where was I with that? So, Scott McLuhan. Um, so the air quotes thing. They brought him in to say, like, look, we're, we're hiring a GM. Everyone thinks is like a genius, right? And, but their intention was never to really give him full reign, right? And, and though they told him that, um, I think that all kind of played out. Now, there was some stuff. I don't, I'm not going to deny that Bruce Allen's probably an insufferable, um, you know, person to work with uh, as, as per a lot of pretty much 100% of everybody says. You know, Virginia's doing great. <laughs> but, um, but I feel that, that ultimately they – they being Bruce Allen and Jay Gruden, over time realize we're okay at this. Like we we know what we're doing. So being that that is what that is, 
what does that mean for Doug Williams? Well, first of all, oh, here, here, here's my conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theories. Um, look at the fact that they just re-signed uh, Jay Gruden, gave him a little extension. I fully believe exactly. that they the reason why Doug Williams did not get the title of what is it, GM or um, yeah, GM, yeah, GM. And the reason he didn't get that title is because they're grooming Jay Gruden for that title. And that's part of they, my theory, yeah. Bruce Allen said that Doug Williams and Bruce Allen, I'm sorry, Doug Williams and Jay Gruden have a marriage and that they're working together yeah. And when it comes to player personnel and all that kind of thing. And so, therefore, I believe that they gave Jay the extension. They're eventually grooming Jay to like a Mike Shanahan type of deal. But they don't think he's ready for it yet. So they're not going to give Bruce Allen the title because eventually they're going to give it to Jay. Exactly. And I think my, my biggest you mean question... Doug Williams the title because yeah. they give it to Jay. Right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's fine, though, because I think that's that's fine. As long as... I'm actually okay with the idea of the 10th man. I'm okay with the idea of, of collaborating. I'm, I'd much rather have multiple people on the same things than have one person's idea because you hope that person's great and that person's like a... Belichick or someone who can like really identify talent and really are correctly accurate with that, but he's got a team of people too. There's teams of people that we need to have in place. So as long as the the people, person A and person B are both qualified to do the job and they can kind of come to a consensus, I'm fine with that. Totally fine with that. Congrats to you, Doug. Uh, yeah. I like it. I well, also think dude, like who doesn't thing- love Doug Williams. My, yeah, uh, Dallas fans, horrible or, people, yeah. yeah, shitty people, really terrible people yeah. who are going to hell. Um, Dallas just fans, real quick, AKA. and one of my big things I always harped on. I don't know if you can remember this from again our our, our jaunts at the bar, but um, I always harp on almost every single game now. Uh, I just didn't see that Jay Gruden's philosophy and Scott McLuhan's philosophies were married. I, I felt like Jay Gruden. Uh, Scott McLuhan wanted to be physical on all all fronts, and his thing was get big guys, and we want to beat people up. And Jay Gruden didn't seem like he really cared too much about that specific aspect of the game. Like, he wants to be physical. Everyone who's a good football coach at this level wants to be physical. But I don't think he emphasized it nearly as much, and I don't think he really wanted to emphasize the run game to that extent that Scott McLuhan necessarily did. So that was something that I always I always questioned. I'm like, excuse me again. Something I always questioned that um, that Jay Gruden and Scott McLuhan didn't seem like, and how's that going to work on a front office situation? And now what we have here is I think they're giving the reins over to Jay Gruden slowly but surely. And that's the other big thing is it doesn't usually work when you have coaches slash GMs, right? It hasn't worked very often. So you don't want to – you have a tenuous fan base that's very upset with you, and you're going to go out and say, our coach is our GM. No, that's not going to work. So they slowly are bringing this together, I think. I think People this- are just now starting to like Gruden. Exactly. <laughs> We were just that we yeah. first got him. We were, I remember being like, "Oh, this coach is available. This coach is available." And the the Redskins hired offensive coordinator Jay Gruden from the Bengals. Was like, "What the fuck did we do?" The brother of a genius, the, right. the arena football dude. You mean John Gruden? No, Jay. Oh, well, and everybody right. wanted Zimmer from that team, and we got Gruden. So it was like, "Oh, we took the well, second. Kind of one." Yeah, but whatever. As somebody who has a brother, <laughs> trust me, we're not alike. No, you know, one of us is smart, one of us dumb. You figured out. Yeah, I'm just uh, kidding. Yeah. So, yeah, there it is. Uh, and, and I feel like Doug Williams is, is going to be – he's a good scout. Um, people have talked about that. He, he does know players pretty well. So, you know, again, I, I like the Doug Williams hire moving up. Um, I think a lot of people see it as a mouthpiece situation, and I think of it less of that and more of a um, we're slowly doing what we think is right, but we want to make sure we're doing it right. Absolutely. And to take a 90-degree turn here, 
and I know you got controversial issues on this. Mika, Redskins name change. Not going to happen, it looks like. Supreme Court ruled that it's okay. Well, as Dan Snyder would say, not, uh, you have to rip it from his cold, dead body, right? Or uh, something to that extent. But you one time told me that if they change the name, you may not be a fan anymore. Yeah. Uh, one Weak. of the big reasons That's I am weird. a Redskins fan, I, I didn't touch on it in our first podcast episode, is, is that I'm, my family's... Native American. I'm part Native American. And I learned about that heritage after I became a fan. My fa- my family kind of told me, oh, by the way, we're also part Native American. Uh, Chiricahua Apache, for those of you who want to know a specific tribe. So Yes, because you got to prove things to people these days. Yeah, you do. They're like, really? What are you, like, one-eighth? You're like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> no, i got to show he's, you he's what one, I am. He's one thirty-second. Yeah, fun, fun story. Like, my, my wife, uh, we started dating our first um, uh Christmas together. She comes over. We have a family to do at my, my aunt's house in, in Anaheim. And a bunch of family comes over from the res, you know, because that's when they usually mm-hmm. come off to meet everybody. And, and she didn't believe, she didn't really believe I was part Native American. And they come over and, and she just was blown away. And, uh, and then you, know, you did peyote and everything was cool? Yeah, it was like we had the sweatshop. Or you know the sweat, uh, sweat, lodge. sweat, sweat lodge. There you go. Wow, he's really Native American. The sweat shop. Offending right. other people, try to fend your own culture. As I've been in those four times, I mean, I don't know. I don't. Know I was in the sweat shop. So you know, so your family, and just to keep this going, your family heritage is why you what you feel so a connection to the name. That's the main reasons I feel such a huge connection to the name, the logo, the the everything about it is very well representative to me. Um, and, and so if they change the name, I have no connection to the team other than I once liked them when I was a kid, you know? And so I mean, you have a lot of connections. It's called good memories. Well, I'm at the point now where it's, it's solidified pretty much, but if they change the name, then I don't, I don't, I don't have any time. I I look at at the way that, you know, the name thing here and the idea that the name was representing a culture of people and we are trying to do it in a way that is actually honoring them. I know we're using a word that some people find offensive. Generally, the people that find it offensive aren't the people who should be offended. It's generally white people who want to find something and jump onto and complain about. And I am, as a black person, like just so fucking done with that shit, number one. It, so if people who are not offended by it aren't offended by it, and you understand, like, look, the Cleveland Indians... Their mascot is a smiling Native American. Who, Goofy. Like, like the, it's Goofy. Just, it's the, the, the Seminoles. The, Their name the, is the, the, the chop. All the things that people do yeah. that are actually offensive, that I would find offensive, I'm like, we aren't even doing those. And Hailed if we the had, Redskins. We had, you know, Chief Z, who, who was our guy, even with everything he did with the headdress, he was never trying to be offensive with this. And so all the things that people are usually bothered by, I get those things. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to honor our, our team name. And and even more so now than ever, Dan Snyder has made an effort to be like, look, we're, 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 we want to be helpful. Mm-hmm. But if you, if America and the rest of you guys, if you really want to harp on like this name being offensive and you want to take everything that America has done to Native Americans and say that the Redskins are the cause of it and put it all on us, which kind of happened for a little bit. We're like, you know, the Red, uh, Native Americans have suffered. And, you know, and this is just another thing. It's like, first of all, shut the fuck up. The government, you guys have actually made this made that created this issue and made them where they're at you hurt them and you brought in these smallpox blankets it wasn't the redskins <laughs> we didn't give them smallpox blankets i'm wow. just saying like people no, put totally. that on us like we should be the Going ultimate back. thing we're the ultimate reasons why this is wrong in, in america it isn't us no, the redskins didn't give us. us shitty land and told us you know deal with it right well <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll say two things here one it always you know and and, and the fucked up part of this whole thing is 
the only time they ever harp on us about our goddamn name is when we're good. Yeah. It's it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. When we sucked between 92 till fucking, you know, a couple of years ago, nobody gave a shit about the name. Well, let's- Everybody would let the name ride. Number two, as somebody who is the only person on this podcast with a Redskins tattoo... Thank God. I, I, I thought I was going to have to get a whole new tattoo of whatever they renamed the team. I don't know. You know, the Valor, the Warriors, the Warpath, I mean, whatever if, they renamed the team. If we look at the fact that, like, this is what this ultimately is saying is that we have free speech, freedom of speech, yes. freedom to be able to speak, whatever. And now the thing is, like, protected in that, unfortunately, is thing, are things that are negative to a lot of people in America. But now, it, it, you still have – so within that is a gray area. But if you take away something like that – that's just a floodgate for all sorts of other things to kind of flow. I'm sorry, that's it. Yes. We're getting political. There, there's so. a couple of things that, like, and we're not going to get into them because it's a whole other sidebar conversation. But there's a couple of things in our society that I feel that that freedom means we 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 get to have these things and get to do these things. But it also means like, hey, if I don't like the team Redskins or that at the NFL has a team called the Redskins, I can just not give them my money. But exactly. That's your choice. Just call them the team from Washington. I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. Call them right. team Washington. That's your choice, and move along, and let everyone else who wants to pay for it enjoy it, and you know, get on with your life. Like, I also love. Let me just say this. I I love Bob Costas for not saying our name, and other players, other people who don't say the name of the team for because they're really doing their part to help out Native Americans by not saying the team name and then doing nothing else to help out Native Americans. <laughs> yeah, why don't you but donate like, uh, a I dollar? Will not, I will not refer to them that way because I want to be respectful of Native American people. Do you want to donate some money? Get the hell out of here, engine. I would so, have loved to see like... <laughs> wow. I would, I would that's have, exactly no. what that, that's how that feels. That's the argument. That's how it feels to me. It you know, feels especially, like yeah. you're, harp, you're making it seem like we're like this is here, but then the reality is you do not care at all. You're just showing what uh, you want. It's, a, it's the think, posting on Facebook about political things and then doing nothing else at all. Like Mike Wise, like yeah. who, who makes that his big old, like, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, crusade is, is uh, you know, the Redskins name. I didn't see him say like not even one thing about the the DAPL situation. They, people don't even know what that is. I'm like, oh, well, that involved Native Americans. Like who? Okay, mm-hmm. God. Okay, it's a little bit more right. important right. than a name right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, we've got that one. It's, 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 it's time to calm it down. I here. obviously find this topic to be very intriguing. Yeah. And, it and multiple Lonnie things. murdered three people during this yeah. uh, segment. So we're gonna switch topics really quickly. <laughs> Yay! Over to something hypothetically crazy. Is so wait, wait, Kirk Cousins gonna be in the future a little bit here? Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna make some predictions. Right. Oh, and when we look into the future, we always go to Nostralami. Nostralami is Kirk Cousins gonna be the MVP of the NFL this year? Well, if they're smart enough to realize uh, what a great player looks like, then I don't see why he wouldn't. If uh, Jordan Reed stays healthy. We get a solid running game, a one-two punch, nice little things from Chris Thompson. Josh Doss can stay healthy, and Terrell Pryor continues to produce upon what he's already doing. Jay Gruden makes great play calling. Our defense can stop some people. Yeah, I see Kirk Cousins definitely being the MVP. <laughs> There's a, no reason why not. That's yeah, a, that's so a, easy. If a Saurus Rex right there. If everything <laughs> happens perfectly, Kirk Cousins will be MVP. Yep, Mika, exactly Mika right. real quick here. What are the odds currently on uh, Kirk Cousins being MVP? All right, if I put an over under, no, no, no. Didn't you find some sort of article or oh, something? What yeah. What did it say so the odds are? Specifically, the odds. Let me look that up. Well, while, while you're looking that yeah. up, I will tell a little story here about the worst bet I did not fucking bet, and I'm so mad. So the year when uh, two years ago, two years ago, Vegas came out and uh, Jay Gruden was number one 
coach to be fired. The odds were like one to two hundred or something like that. I remember that. And I was like, I was talking to my brother on the phone. I was walking my dog. I was talking to my brother, and I was like, dude, if I put down a hundred bucks, I could win a hundred times two hundred or whatever, what like twenty thousand dollars. And I was like, dude, I gotta make a Vegas bet right now. I should really do this. And of course, that's the reason. That's the season that Kirk Cousins took us to the playoffs. So obviously, you know, Jay Gruden was not fired. I would have made so much bank. I am so mad that I did not do that. On a side note, I think that we should, which you kind of give me an idea for, is that we should pick a bet at the beginning of the season's Redskins base, and we should put money on it as the podcast. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's, I already got pick, that we one. Should, we actually, just pick one. Actually, that, that we agree. we're 80-1 we're to one against to win the Super Bowl this year. I think that's the let's, one. Well, I don't that's know about a, that. that. That's a little. Yeah, I'm going to talk about like, 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 like prop bets. Yeah, that one's a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do okay. prop bets. Let's just secondly, <laughs> secondly, what I'd like to do is all the listeners out there, again, we love listener participation. So what I want is let's start a Patreon goal. Yeah. And we will gamble together as a podcast. Let's gamble as, together as yeah, a podcast. Let's do that. Yes. Let's get our listeners involved. We're going to set up a Patreon. I think we already have a Patreon account. Uh, do we? It's set up. It's Ooh, set up. Chief Margallo says it's set up. Okay. So, and we'll be active by the end of this episode. Oh, thank oh. you. So I am. Apparently activating is the next step. <laughs> I, I assume there's some way to track who's putting what money, and we can track Absolutely. who's giving us what. So if you put in money into our pool, we're going to gamble your money away. Pow! We're gonna we're gonna use some like of it no for other beneficial means to too, but like, let's be honest about this. It'd be it'd be interesting to have a bet similar to who gets fired, or something along the lines of a prop idea, and then put money into it directly and bet as a unit. And you know we'll figure out what we're gonna do with that. We'll probably buy a bunch of fourth one beer and just get drunk. Right. <laughs> but how about this? And Thanks, and we can look at a couple different prop bets. And Lonnie can then put up a poll on Twitter, whatever, Facebook, whatever you want to do. Maybe I'll use Vine this time. Vine, Vine, Vine poll. All right. That Vine doesn't would, exist. Um, Vine's what? Uh, That's what the kids are. Doing. And it could be four because. seconds. Um, but you put up a poll, and then we'll take your input on what we should bet on. I and like then it. we'll take your money and we'll go bet on it. So what? So what are the what are the odds on Cuzzo? Right, we found out that's uh, fifty to one. Fifty to one. Fifty to 50 one. Fifty to one for him to be the MVP. Yeah, I, I, that's a good bet. Mm, good bet. It's mm. not a bad one. I mean, what you put a hundred down, right? That's five. I don't think thousand dollars. Kirk Cousins has entered the realm of being. Um, a lot of people are like they see he literally is on the cusp of being like great potential, where it wouldn't be weird to think that he'd get MVP votes based upon us. In our division, like well, we need to win the division and have him be a big spearhead for that. I think that bet, much like uh, talking about our prospects for the season, is is the exact conundrum is just like you kind of described, right? Redskins fans are going if 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 if, if. and the pundits are going. That's the problem. Is it's based on a ton of ifs, and and so isn't everything right now right. based on a ton of ifs? Because yes. we can't. It's called the, the off season. That's what the off season is, right? But uh, but I think season. I think they're looking at like. And the argument is, well, for example, the Giants, like, we... Whoops. <laughs> Thanks, CSN Mid-Atlantic. Um, so, so like, with the Giants, right, you have a... Um, yeah. Um, with the Giants, you have the situation where, um, you know, we know their defense was good, getting better. Um, we know they stopped the run. We know they started to run the ball better. We know they added Brandon Marshall. We, we know that they pretty much kept same same parts and added on top of that, right? So you go... There's good reason to believe the Giants will take what they had, build upon that, get better. The Redskins kind of remove parts, added parts. It remains to be seen if it's better parts, right? And so 
I think going forward, they will be good, better parts. Um, does that mean they will be? I think a lot of us are. We're Redskins fans. We're excited. We, we like what we've done so far. But um, I, I'd say the chances are good. I think, it's, again, it's built on so many ifs, though. Well, I'll put it, I'll put it to you this way. On the offside, offensive side of the ball, the only part that we failed, and we failed giantly last season, was not scoring in the red zone. And, and converting on third down. Well, that too. But if we we had so many, again, Cousins, did he break his record this year? He had think, more yards this year than in the year he broke. No? Oddly. All right. See, and this is what nobody's talking Chief? about. Chief? I'll find out. Well, they All right. just under 5,000 this year. But yeah, my point is, is that we yards. drove up and down the field all the time on offense. First of all, our defense sucks. Secondly, we drove up and down the field, but the only thing is this, is we never scored. If we had scored for as many times as we got in the red zone, we would have dominated the NFC East. So if our big wide receivers this season can do that for us, we'll be great. Here's the counter trade with that, is, or the misdirection, if you will, is that it actually has less to do with Kirk Cousins' ability to throw the ball and more to do with our ability to run the ball in, in situations where you're supposed to run the ball, right? So, well, that's when the bowling ball is Samaj P. Ryan or Sammy. <laughs> Samwise Gamgee. It's Sammy yeah. J. Samwise Gamgee. When that bowling ball will be, wrecking, will be wrecking through the line and then hopefully scoring a lot of running touchdowns. Well, accordingly, he didn't look so great at OTAs. That's, that's what, what I heard, too. Yeah, so. Well, you know, you know, I was thinking about this the other day because I really want to kind of do this. I was like, so we do like Sammy P. and the running backs featuring... R. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy that CD. Mm-hmm. With a little bump and growl. <laughs> yep, there you go. There you go. That's um, that being said, that. and, and, and a little man. bit on... Oh, man. I love Rob Kelly. <laughs> that being said, isn't, isn't minicamp and OTAs such a cock tease? It is. It's, it's like you get that taste. You've been... You've been Sitting in the desert and you and you want water so bad, you want water so bad, and they give you three drops and they go. By the way, two more months. There's pretty much one position that matters in OTAs, and that's offensive de- defensive line, because um, they're working on their fundamentals, blocking, they're hitting sleds. Everyone else is like you're just running routes, so you could do that at home in Miami, which everyone else is doing. Look at Terrell Pryor, um, you know, off working with Antonio Brown. It's something we'll get into later. But, Between the hashtags, yeah, uh, you know. <sighs> Offensive line, defensive line, you're hitting the sled, you're working on fundamentals, you're 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 that's the only thing you can do without full pads, really. I mean, you can also build, you know, friendships and camaraderie yeah, and yeah, kind yeah. of build a team. Can, some people like that don't think you can just put a guy in, whatever. I'm like, yeah, but if I know that guy and I like him, there's gonna be things that we click on where I'm like signals I know he's doing this and so there's there's that too but I'm talking like for the fans to digest like right now it's like fluff pieces I mean the NFL the NFL knows what they're doing they managed to make a short a, a, a short season into a year-round product they have it they're the only uh entity NBA NHL MLB that literally is year-round even mm-hmm. though they oh, only yeah. have games they're year-round everything's an event Everything. The drafts and event. Every single thing's an event. Oh, yeah. So this is just well, another, I'll, I'll you give know. you an example here. It was just now the um, hockey draft. I have a friend who's a giant Kings fan. Did not care. 
She oh. did not care. She no. didn't watch the draft for hockey. She doesn't care. M- MLB <laughs> draft and, and NHL draft are just like oh, MLB cares. draft is like I don't understand why you're drafting a guy I won't see him for seven years. Yeah, right. he's like a high school kid. You just own his rights. He's gonna right. sit in AAA for seventeen years. Yeah, try right. to support his family. Like, you know. So it's just it's it's sad because you get that little taste of Redskins news information. You're excited and then it's it's gone again. This for me is exactly the worst time of the year for me. Um, and I've said how much I dislike off season to a lot of extent. But right here, as soon as OTAs end, we got the five-week doldrums, as we call it, between now and training camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who don't know um, and don't pay attention to this stuff like this because I'm obsessed, this is when the most NFL athletes get arrested in the offseason. So pretty much this is the time when we all, especially Redskin fans, sit here and go, please, don't, don't, don't put that bag of weed in your car. And don't. if they get arrested, we'll cover it in a little segment called Between the Hashtags. So in between the hashtags, we were watching, uh, what was it on Twitter? The little prior Antonio Brown skit, uh, or not skit, that's a bad word, Uh, (laughs) of them them running, of them running. Uh, What do we think about them training together? Great. Love it. Can't see anything wrong with it. Antonio Brown is arguably the best wide receiver in the league, arguably the best wide receiver in the league. In my opinion, because I mean, is. there's there's things that he can do and things that I think he cannot do, and also torched us last season. Well, yeah, he torched us because like we're you idiots. Yeah, because we decided the, to play it, Breland on him. It it's idiots. He torched us. It wasn't like it wasn't like he actually beat us skill wise on yeah. that. It's just like just throw over. Like that wasn't. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I was really nervous. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, easy scoring here. So anyway, getting back to it, I think it's a great idea they're working out together. I think Terrell Pryor wanting to learn things and pick up stuff. And honestly, I'm sure that there's things that Antonio Brown's picking up too, working with Terrell Pryor. He, he Terrell brings things that normal wide receivers aren't looking at because he's coming at it from a different angle and he's new and fresh. So, Have you guys watched the videos? No. I was going to say that my favorite part about it is is actually watching their footwork. Terrell Pryor seems to have better footwork just right out the gate, and he's working on it now. So it's well, like, he had to have great footwork as a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, well. I think he's just a naturally gifted athlete. Yeah. He's, and I think that's why he made the transition so well. You know, it's naturally that's what you do. You take a quarterback who is a runner, and you go, let's move you to receiver because we don't think you're that good at the other and position. And you know routes, you understand right. things like right. that. But I think Terrell Pryor is on a different level. He's he's a supreme athlete, and it just didn't work out for him at quarterback. And now he's applying all those same abilities and ethics into. You know everything he wants to be as a receiver. So where was he? Where was he uh, when, when he was a quarterback? Where, where did he play? Ohio State. No. Oh, in Cleveland. Okay. So it, when it doesn't work out for you as a quarterback, oh, and the Raiders actually. and the Raiders, right? Yeah, yeah I was going to say I, Raiders. I, I, so those two places, I'm like, granted, those weren't the best places for someone to be a quarterback. Good for you making a decision. Could he have gone somewhere else and maybe succeeded? Who knows? I'm glad he's a wide receiver on our team. His two best that. plays are like 94 yard run and a you know 60 something yard run as a quarterback. Yeah. So, you know, exactly. <laughs> uh, what else we got on, uh, between hashtags? Yeah, what else we got? Did Kirk Cousins? Give the playbook for the Washington Redskins to Donald Trump, and did he leak them to the to the what Russians? Would Donald Trump do, that, do with the? Did he playbook? leak the playbook to the Russians and or? I told you this the Cowboys. Donald Trump wants the Redskins to be good. He lives in D.C. <laughs> now. He's going to be here for four years. You know everything about that. He wants winners around him. You don't think he, he might have actually told Trump's the Cowboys help? our whole playbook? It's possible. You're, you're, okay, I like this joke you're going, but I'm going to stop you right here. <laughs> time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Legitimately, Donald Trump. 
wants the Redskins to win. Let's he wants so. winners around him. If now, if you told, if you made a joke about like, is he going to do some conspiracy to get us to win the Super Bowl? I'd be right there with you. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't you want to have a winning team representing his city where he's at? You mean like the Patriots winning at 9-11 after 9-11? Or the Boston Red Sox <laughs> oh, winning after the Boston bombings? Are, are or, we getting really deep-dive conspiracy theory now? Yeah. Is this or, becoming or shallow. This is, a, this is a surface-level stuff. This is shallow yeah, conspiracies. This isn't even like uh, this Zero even, Dark Thirty stuff. No, like this it. is like... Seriously, like, like, think about this. Like, why wouldn't he want, you know? Anyway, we're getting at the fact that, like, Donald Trump and her cousin play golf together. I think that, uh, if anything, Donald Trump wants the Redskins to win. There'd be no reason why he, I, I, I get the joke, but the reality is he actually, I feel like he would be trying to be like, what do I have to do to get this team to win? He's like, no, but who do I pay to make sure they win? All right, so, like, dealing with it realistically, obviously, taking the, the fun out of the, the window of the sales, if you yeah, will. Yeah, thanks I, for just, taking the fun out of the yeah. podcast. Great. You know, you just obviously pretty simply wanted you know he he was asked by the president to join him for a round of golf and yeah it's a non-story yeah it's a non-story who, who, would, who wouldn't do that it's a non-story They're like oh you're not gonna play golf well he's i'm like it's a non-story they're playing golf he asked you just do it just move on just do it right so. my only question is is why wasn't he not reading his playbook the entire time like <laughs> he should be practicing oh, you, realize, you know what you realize kirk cousins he doesn't read his playbook to. all the time yeah he doesn't kirk need to probably reads his playbook more than anyone in the nfl that's, that's re- his thing. That's a reference to any time RG3 posted on Twitter. It was, you should be reading your playbook, not posting on Twitter. So, yeah, uh, you know, Mika, being being from that area and these guys know is like the president and the Washington Redskins quarterback are two of the like highly most criticized yeah. positions oh, yeah. in the Washington area. So it's very interesting to see that happen. But I also know that uh, apparently in D.C., no one is more popular than the backup quarterback. Oh, always. 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 Colt McCoy's a sexy man. That's what they're talking about. Yeah, and if, uh, it's Colt. <laughs> He's a stallion. Colt McCoy. <laughs> and it wouldn't be a come hail away podcast if we didn't talk a little love, a little romance. Let's talk for a minute about why is Jay Gruden so in love with Ryan Grant Mac Brown? Uh, I can't think. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, By the the way, I was working on things when you guys were out there talking. My my theory is that Jay Gruden is uh, is he he himself as an arena football quarterback is one of those guys that like can see potential in guys that people kind of overlook, and he probably feels that way himself, overlooked, especially when his brother is John Gruden. So he sees these guys who people are overlooking and says, "There's talent here. I want to bring it out, and if I can, and I win with them." Then look what I've done. Look what I did. I right. said, took something you said no to, and I made it great. So that's my theory why he loves those guys. Those little guys kind of squeak by who may not be on everyone's radar. I, I shared my disgust with a few friends, and one of them uh, who I got to give credit to on this one, Andrew Fox, uh, replied, "Oh, he's totally just trolling everybody at this point." Oh, and, you think so? And I kind of agree. He's with that. fucking with us. <laughs> I just think he's like, like, oh man, oh, oh, man. man that guy is amazing. Just, he runs the sharpest mm, routes man, ever. I yeah, I, I really think he's just kind of. Talk up a guy on the roster who's competing with other guys who we pretty much Maurice Harris is getting a, a spot. Oh yeah, uh, over over Ryan Grant. Robert Davis is getting a spot. You know, Jeremy Sprinkle's getting it. We're gonna have four tight ends. So Ryan Grant's probably the odd man out, but he's making it for those guys seem like he's got a legitimate st- spot. Also, so, too, I so think you're saying he's doing it to the to the to, for to the competitions. Yeah. yeah, I think it's part of competition too. And I think like I mean like some some coaches really are not trying to. 
they don't want players to just go and be on the street and whatever. So like, if you can help up your player a little bit with legitimate compliments about what they can do and what you see, and then okay, cool, you can't keep them on your practice squad. They go somewhere else. You want them to get another job, right? You, no one wants someone to be like out of NFL. Like that's not their desire to have players. You know what I mean? So this helps them, and he knows that he's helping them. Other players, we're looking at other players on other teams right now to see what's who we can helps pick with up. their value. Yeah. You, you always want to get something back. You don't want that's to just exactly release it. if well, you. Jagrun's not to. not Mike Shanahan. He's not trying to destroy careers before they leave. If I can go a little green yeah, on this for Shanahan one second show. here, yeah. you know who I love that I, I heard some surprising news and was super encouraged because I have a secret man crush, Keith Marshall. I heard good things uh, coming out of training camp, mini camp, OTAs. Do you like Keith Marshall? You talk about him a lot. I know. I think he would be an amazing <laughs> running back for us. I don't have a sound drop for Keith Marshall. Yeah, yeah, people are in love with speed. Nobody has a well, sound drop Keith for Sweat? Keith yeah. Sweat? Keith Sweat, cool. maybe a little We Are Marshall. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say We Are Marshall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we work that out. But baby, I, baby, in time. That's my, my Keith Sweat, sorry. Sorry. That's my Keith Sweat. That was amazing. I love Keith Sweat, sorry. I like Keith Sweat, too. Right. I, I just heard things. Uh, that's my Gruden pick is, is Keith Marshall. I think he'd be an amazing running back if he can be healthy. I would like to see him play this Between, season. Between uh, Dunbar, Grant, and Marshall, oh. which one of those guys is on the team? Dunbar. I, I love Dunbar. Yeah, I mean, Dunbar. Yeah, and, and then Gruden, that's the one I think Gruden talks about that is actually legitimate. I think he, you know, Dunbar shows a lot of flashes. You have to remember he's, exactly he's being moved from wide receiver to cornerback. Well, he's he's Eli's boyfriend. Yeah, he's he's totally given the Manning Manning and Dunbar the bedroom eyes. Wow, 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 That's exactly right. <laughs> that, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think we capped it. So that's wrapping episode three. Is it three? Are we on three? Yeah, we're on three. We're on three. Right. Yeah. Let's go with three. Right now. Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> uh, please, please don't bring that up, Mika. <laughs> Again, Margallo and I are going to start a nice Star Wars podcast. You can talk about that then. I have the high ground. <laughs> oh, my right, God. Uh, yeah. If you're going to just like, yeah. kill Wait. it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Mika ruined the All podcast. All the listeners at the exact same time. Everybody just, everybody just turned it off. Well, clearly the show's over, so we'll turn this yeah. off. Right. <laughs> Mika starts talking about Revenge of the Sith. It's over. And all I wanted to do was say, come hail away with us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Vine. Vine. Uh, you blew it. YouTube, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, we'll be on everything, bitches. <laughs> everything. And if you want to email us to join in on the podcast, email us at comehailaway at gmail.com. Um, I guess that makes a great episode. Question mark? Look out for a poll we might be doing uh, for uh, Will, Cousins, uh, Will Kirk Cousins be league MVP. Also look out for the poll of whether or not it's illegal for us to gamble as a group together. Yeah, I don't know the legality of that, but I'm willing to gamble we're, people's we're, money anyway. We're going to look into that. All right. <laughs> Hail to the Redskins. Redskins.